Everybody, welcome back to Who's Your Band? I am joined by my co-host, Sean Morton. How are you, Sean? Oh, Jeffrey, just seeing your smiling face makes my day so much better. <laughs> How is, how's the adjustment going? I mean, you, you moved from uh, one place to another. You're setting everything up. Everything's going good with you? Oh, yeah. My house is fantastic. You know, when you also move your mother a month later into her place. And, uh, you know, I'm a lot more agreeable. I'm a lot more uh, quiet. I'm a lot more compliant. Well, you, know, you look more jovial today. And speaking of jovial, okay, let's introduce our guest. Um, this is this this guy I find to be extremely interesting, and I think our listeners are going to love love him. Uh, he is the co-owner of Stand Up New York. It's it's one. Of, I mean, if you've never been there, it's one of the more beautiful clubs in New York City. It really is set up really really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I I used to love performing there. That's uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld disagrees with you. He, he's, we're going to get into Seinfeld. Can use okay. and, and that golden voice, folks, that is Mr. Donnie Zolden. Donnie, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm good. First of all, you're like my new favorite person because you pronounce my name right. I don't think that's <laughs> ever happened before. Trust me, you're the first guest he's ever said their name right. I'm, I'm like shocked. Like even my dad would be like, have a good weekend, Danny. And, I'm, and I need to correct him. <laughs> That was well, Donnie. Well, the thing is, Donnie, I don't know if sure if you've been following uh, Donnie, but he has been all over uh, the media. I've watched him on Fox News. I watched him on Channel Eleven News, and this is a guy that is leading the fight to bring live stand-up comedy back. And you know, Donnie, Sean, and I are both stand-ups. We've been in the game for 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 a number of years, um, and what you're doing is something that you know. Listen, you know every comic should have uh have their hat off to you i mean you're really you're really doing a, a great service you know i mean you're, you're taking the stand so let me start with asking you this what's going on with the city what's going on with the state are they giving you guys any indication on opening no nothing and it's been almost a year now yeah in no two shit. Weeks it'll be in two weeks it'll be one year where we were shut down and we received absolutely no guidance whatsoever. We've, been, we've only been told that comedy shows are legal, indoors and outdoors. Illegal. That's illegal, yes. So we've just been told what we can do. And every day, I mean, the governor has been announcing things that can open. Uh, you know, restaurants obviously uh, originally 25% capacity. Now they can do 35% capacity. Uh, They were allowed to do outdoor, now indoor, now both. And then bowling alleys reopened and then pool halls reopened. And now they announced movie theaters can reopen. Uh, So everything around us is opening and still venues, music venues, comedy clubs still can't reopen. We can't even do outdoor. And again, we've received nothing from the city or state. When you ask, well, first of all, who are you asking? Do you have lawyers that are contacting the city and state? Is it is it yourself? Is there a coalition of uh, of other uh, comedy club and bar owners and venue owners? You know, and when you do ask, what answers are you actually getting, or are you being completely ignored? Yeah, I mean, the New York Hospitality Alliance. I mean, they've done a great job advocating for primarily restaurants and bars. So they, they've been the main lobby uh, for New York restaurants and bars. Unfortunately, comedy clubs and music venues don't have an organized coalition, uh, which I think should change uh, because obviously we'll be more powerful if, if we fight this together. So everyone's just been fighting on their own uh, and, and doing their own thing. I know, I think it was the Creek in the Cave uh, they were fighting Cuomo and, and they got some type of response from him. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but at the end of the day, like Cuomo still didn't allow them to do comedy shows. Um, you know, we, I've, I've, I've been, you know, writing to, to my local politicians and I've been speaking to lawyers and obviously I've, I've been talking a lot in the media about what's going on. Uh, I mean, Cuomo knows He's very familiar with the situation with venues, uh, but unfortunately, he's not addressing it, and I, I don't know why. 
even like a conference call, you know, with, with venue operators will go a long way. When you went on, um, uh, was it a Tucker Carlson or Hannity? You went on one of the shows I saw you on. Um, did that move the needle at all? Did you get, did you get a, a lot of support with that? Did that help at all? No, I mean, it's interesting. The, the conservative media are, are mainly the ones covering this. Right. Uh, when I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a conservative. I, I consider myself very independent. And you voted for Biden. I voted for Biden. Um, you know, and it's sad again that the liberal media, um, NBC, CNN, they're not, they're not covering what's going on. Uh, we got a lot, a lot of press coverage on, on Fox and Newsmax, which I would never, I would never imagine I would be on Newsmax before. But <laughs> I appreciate that they reached out, and they, I can say that they really do care about small businesses, and and so does Fox, and 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 I've, and I have, you know, I haven't liked these networks for a long time, but I, I do appreciate their support. How much does it burn you that? the way that SNL has been able to kind of like dance around this whole issue of like, they're able to have a live audience because they're paying their audience a hundred members, $150 each. So they become part of the cast. They become part of the show. And it's just semantics, you know, like that's got to kill all you guys. It's got to kill you. It's got to kill Noam. It's got to kill Al Martin. You know, it's a slap in the face. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I don't, I don't blame, SNL directly, they're obviously not a root, the root of the problem. It, it's really the politicians who just prohibited comedy shows and, and music shows and concerts from continuing. So I'm all for uh, loopholes. You know, as, as you know, like I've exploited every loophole imaginable since the spring. I mean, like you name it. Uh, you know, when Cuomo announced that weddings were legal, we did three weddings. Uh, disguise as comedy shows on Valentine's Day in the club. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's really, it's not, uh, it's not SNL. They're not the issue. It's really the politicians just making it difficult for us to operate, for small businesses to operate where they're in fact making it more dangerous because we're, you know, we're, we're finding these loopholes and we have to do shows, you know, in not the most ideal conditions when we could do it safer in venues. We, we did a show last night in the last car of the one train. We've been doing that for the past two months. How's that been going? One of our past guests uh, perform on your shows. Uh, I know Vanessa uh, has gone up and done a couple of those Vanessa videos. Hollings head? Yeah. 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 She's done a couple. How, how are those going? What's, what's the reaction of, of the people? Uh, you know, what, what are they telling you? Um, I mean, people... I think for the most part, the audience and comics enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, because we've, I mean, we've continued it every Saturday night for two months. It was really just like a dumb idea that I had a couple months ago when, when it got. But at least you're thinking out of the box, Donnie. I mean, you really have on so many different levels. We'll get to that, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, when, when we stopped our park shows because of the weather and we couldn't do shows in the venue and we couldn't do shows on rooftops anymore, I don't know. I was like, why don't we do shows on the train? And we just did it once and 15 people came out and we had six comics and we took the train from 72nd and Broadway down to South Ferry. And then we transferred and we came back up down to the Upper West Side and comics enjoyed it and, and the, the audience enjoyed it. So we just did it again and again. And it's it's great. It's It's very like a New York random like experience. Like you remember, you know, like like getting wasted on a Saturday night. And, and you're like lost downtown, just going like bar hopping. Um, I mean, those are the best nights, right? So it felt like very New York, 15 to 20 strangers coming together, um, you know, doing something a little weird. And, you know, a lot of the audience brought, you know, beer on the train and- It's very Andy Kaufman-esque. Yeah, I mean, we, we, bring, we bring a mic and, and a speaker on the train and, um, a couple of times, like the conductor would come out and take like a, a picture with the comics. It's fun. I got a loophole for you. Here's what you do. Okay. You bring your speaker, you bring your microphone, you go to a Walmart or you go to a Target in the parking lot, right? You bring a riser to go outside. But what you do is you confiscate every single shopping cart. 
And if anybody wants to go inside the Walmart or Target, they got to <laughs> sit down for either five minutes or pay $5 for the cart. I like it. I think it'll work. Sean is a businessman. He knows what he's doing. I think, I think a lot of people get upset also. <laughs> I don't care. Donnie, who, who's been more uh, of a hindrance to you guys? Uh, has it been uh, the Blasio, Cuomo? Is it the city council? Who's really blocking this? I think it's it's Cuomo. It's, it's coming from the, the state. It's not the Blasio. You know, what, I, oh my God. This is such a frustrating thing to be talking about about you know i mean i can only imagine the level of frustration that that uh, you and the other owners are going for uh going through um yeah and i, and I suppose you know i, I would love again i would love there to be more communication between like club owners um al martin reached out to me last week you know like we had a really nice like half hour conversation about what's going on i've been in touch with the sand guys recently um so i, I feel like you know lately i've, I've found club owners communicating more uh, than, than the past, which is nice to say. What do you think of um, Cuomo's uh, pop up in New York pop up shows and the Blasio's pay twenty dollars? Uh, you know, sure, you know about this. You pay twenty bucks to perform on the street. What do you, Danny? What do you think about about these uh, half assed ideas? I'm, I mean, I'm flattered. I mean, a lot of these ideas originated from me. <laughs> you know, we. <laughs> but you were in charge in comics. He announced that he's doing pop-up shows in courtyards and on the street and on in train stations and in parks. And I'm like, dude, like we've been doing that since June. <laughs> you know, it's like the, the, the Cuomo one is it's like, yeah, we're bringing back the arts to New York, man. We're, you're bringing, we're, we're going to do these shows. We're not going to tell anybody where they are. Okay. They're going to last 20 minutes in duration. They're not going to even help the businesses around. And we're not going to get, we're going to get like Chris Rock and Amy Schumer, you know, the people who really need the money. Okay. That's who, that's who we're going to uh, wind up getting. And then the Blasio's idea is even fucking worse where, uh, a comic would have to pay twenty dollars to get a permit to to be able to uh, um, perform for fifteen minutes on a street corner. It's asinine. How the fuck does this help the uh, uh, the arts in New York? It really, I don't think it really helps anyone. Uh, it doesn't help the artist, obviously. Uh, you know, a lot of these celebrities don't need the money, and like New again, New Yorkers want just authentic entertainment. Uh, you know, they don't want like those dancers that we saw. In that video that De Blasio published, did you see uh, that? Yeah, yeah dude. It, I mean, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. There's snow around, and and and, and of course they did it. Like it's again, everything is done halfway because there's like because you know they they cut uh, garbage collection forty percent in New York, so there's still garbage on the street. I mean, it looked really great. Like that's what New Yorkers really need. Yeah, I mean, we don't want. I don't think anyone wants state-run programming. I, I I just think, again, venues need to open and, and and just let us do our thing and and let us do it in a safe way. I'm all for doing things in a safe way, uh, but again, no one want, wants like tap dancers like on on the street. <laughs> it just makes no it makes no sense to me because this is an industry where you can actually control everything. You can control the amount of people that are coming in. You have the ability to space out your tables. If you needed to put plexiglass up, I guarantee you, you would do that. You would put plexiglass around the table so nobody would be in each other's way. But you know what? If you want to drive to Walmart, I'm, I'm a harpet on this. If you want to drive to Walmart and spend an hour inside a friggin' cube, you know, this, this gigantic place where there's, you know, 30,000 friggin' mongrels, you know, fighting over goddamn toilet paper, it's totally okay to do that as long as you wear a mask. That's fine. But you know what? You can't sit down and, and hear a friggin' joke every once in a while and, ha and have a cocktail. It's, it's the most insane friggin' thing that's going on right now. It really is. Or you, or you can go on an airplane. You know, I, I flew like four times last month and every flight I was on was like packed elbow to elbow. Uh, every seat was taken. They didn't do temperature checks beforehand. Like why, like, why can you do that? But you can't have 30 people in a, in a room. I think, I think that's what's driving people crazy. And um, Sean, have you ever performed at QED in Queens? No, I'm not in the city too much. No. Okay. But I am at the Looney Bin March 13th on a Saturday night, nine o'clock, if you want me to post that show. Yeah, we're excited about that. Um, the, <laughs> the Looney, the Looney Bin, I, 
the, um, the QED did their outdoor show perfectly. You know, they were socially distanced. People wore masks. In fact, Christian Finnegan, whose wife owns the uh, club, Christian was sitting there cleaning the mics. Every time a comic went up, you got a new mic, you know, and there were bins, used mics, new mics, and he's sitting there cleaning them. It was perfect. There was no reason to shut that down. Donnie tried uh, this earlier in the summer where it was on the back. They had like a pickup truck, right? And they had people distanced and you were shut down for that as well, correct? Yeah. What right. again makes no sense. No, I, I don't. I, I don't try to understand it anymore. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just. I'm just. We're just going to continue fighting to reopen, and just continue shows. I, I think. I think just keeping entertainment going in the city is really important at this time, even if the venue is closed, because people are people are fleeing. You know, hundreds of thousands of people have left the city. Uh, Midtown, this town. You know, yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. Sad. What do you what do you think this whole thing does to tourism in New York City? Do you, can you see tourism coming back anytime soon? Like, you know, I mean, or, or, or are we like fucked for for years? I mean, I hope not. Um, I, I just think the sooner everything opens, just the faster we'll come back. Yeah, I think, though, it's probably going to take a little while because if you're living in the middle of just, say, South Carolina, right, and and the sticks of South Carolina and all your shit's closed down there, when that stuff opens is your first is your first thought to, hey, I want to go to New York City and take a picture with Elmo and go to a comedy show. Or are you going to go and, you know, spend your money at your local places down there? I don't think tourism comes back till at least 2022. Well, if you're coming from someplace else, Sean. You know, why are, my question to you is, why are you coming to New York? I mean, when you come to New York for like, say, a week's vacation, you're going to take in a Broadway show, or two. Sure. you're going to, to the restaurants, and you're going to go to a comedy show, whether it's going to be uptown in a place like uh, uh, Stand Up New York, or downtown in a place like the Cellar, or you may do both, you know, and take in the museums during the day. If there's not a reason to bring people, you know, that for people to come in, into New York, it's it's you know there is going to be no recovery or, or it's going to be an unbelievably slow recovery and the city's going to hemorrhage money and who's going to who's, who's going to carry the burden of it is the taxpayers you know my fear I, my I fear is like 2022 yeah you know, my, my fear is the vaccine comes out you got to get like 75 percent of people uh, get vaccinated and which is a great thing i'm i'm actually very for the vaccine you know i'm not one of those i just people. got my second dose on thursday how, how do you did you get that because you're elderly or is it because i can't get an appointment for anywhere i swear to christ i'll i'll text where are you located i'm in jersey okay i can i i can send you a link okay. um i don't know i don't know if, if you know you got to check it out because you're from jersey i don't know i don't know if you can use it but i sent it to a few friends and a few friends got vaccinated i got vaccinated i got you got the, you got the second dose yeah oh, I fuck a, both of you how about that and not, knocked you out a little bit, right? So I have a third arm coming out of my uh, rib. Say it again. I have a third arm. I grew a third arm. Yeah. Listen, I know one of my friends is a cop, and I saw him, and he was like dragging ass. And he was like, "Let me tell you, we all because in his uh, in his squad, the whole squad went, and nine out of the ten called out the day after the second shot." Because they were all oh, yeah, just yeah. they were all just knocked to shit after that. It, it, it messes you up for at least a day and a half. Um, another, yes, another thing I wanted to bring up. Day and a half, I was like out. Yeah, another thing I wanted to bring up to you. Um, you guys got you and your business partner was it James Altucher? Am I saying his last name correctly? Uh, Altucher. Altucher. Okay, you and James. Uh, easy for me to say. You and James got into a little thing with uh, Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld. What was the uh, what's the uh, story with that? Yeah, I mean, James picked the fight originally, not me. <laughs> um, well, he didn't really pick the fight, but he just wrote he just wrote an essay, uh, "New York City is Dead Forever," I think it was called. Right. And, and the Post republished it, and um, you know, it got a lot of attention all around the world, um, and a lot of people were attacking James, and a lot of comics were attacking him, you know. And then Seinfeld uh, wrote an op-ed in the Times calling James a putz and he was saying New York, you know, is going to come back and all that. And then 
I I punched back in the post. I you saw know, that. Telling Seinfeld, you know, like you're not you're not in the city. Like I, I, we've been here. My family's been here. We never left. Like since March. Like we because of because of the sanitation cuts. Like I was part of a group that picked up garbage on the streets of the Upper West Side a few days a week. So like we're actually here cleaning up the community, you know, helping the city and, and putting on comedy shows when Seinfeld is in the, Hamptons. in the Hamptons, like, you know, writing this dumb op-ed, you know, like, we'll be back. Like, you're not doing anything, man. <laughs> it's all, it's all lip service. It's all words. It's all word salad. This, this is what we, 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 we get from, you know, f- from the elite is real is really uh, what is um but i love i mean james i love james he's a great friend great business partner um you know and, and again like the club we've done like i'm very proud of what we've done so, you know since the spring just trying what to have you what have you done in, in the awesome. club actually i'm talking about like just just comedy wise like oh yeah 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 shows i mean we have been sprucing up the club i agree with seinfeld there <laughs> it did need some sprucing up but like i'm proud of what we've done, just keeping shows going. And, and you know, a, a lot of New Yorkers wanted to see some type of entertainment during the summer and fall. Like there was nothing going on. They couldn't go to concerts, they couldn't go to movies. There was, there was nothing. You did the shows in the park. You did quite a few of them. Yeah, we did. We did over 400 shows outdoors. Yeah, and, and it wasn't just Central Park. You did it in, in a, about uh, a bunch of different locations throughout the city, correct? Yeah, we, we had two spots in Central Park. We were in Battery Park, McCowan Park, Prospect Park, Astoria Park. It was cool, and we're gonna do it again. Yeah, and I was gonna put I was gonna put in a veil for that, but I'm fat and I sweat, so it doesn't really work for me. But you know what? He, that he this is a guy that's that's paying comics. No, you know? I think it's great. Yeah. Let me tell you, I and, think, and I think all these comics owe you a debt, man. Absolutely, you know, really. I mean, when, when you know when, when people blow up, you know, you're a guy that people have to pay it forward to a little bit. Um, speaking of paying it forward, have uh, have you received uh, any uh, federal stimulus money? So we, we got a uh, first round of PPP. Um, you know, and, and thank God, you know, we were able to pay employees. Uh, we're waiting for the SBA to open up applications for the Save Our Stages. How long has that been out though already? I mean. They, I think they passed the bill in December. Why is it taking any reason why it's taken so long to just to, to be able to apply? It's crazy. Like, like applications are not open yet. And I'm sure venues have shuttered, you know, between December and now. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I have a theory, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. My theory is they're going to make you guys wait long enough where they're going to start to open up and they're going to say, you know what, you don't need the money so bad. And they're going to probably, you're probably spot on with that, Jeff. No, it's, 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 it's the great deal. You know, it's, it's like 47% of your previous year revenue in a grant. Um, So it's like a good amount of money and it'll see a lot of venues, but we're just not getting much guidance from the SBA as to when it'll open. Uh, Like right, right when, they announced a program like we knew, you know, you had a you had to create like a sam.gov account. You needed to create a grants.gov account. You need to get it done in Bradstreet number. And then a month later, they had they held, you know, this webinar. They promoted this big webinar where they basically said the same thing. You need to create a sam.gov account. You need to create a grants.gov account to receive the grant. So there and then enough silence since then. That was probably like six weeks ago. Yeah, no, so, what, I, what I could see happening is. With, especially with the Johnson and Johnson uh, vaccine being approved uh, this week, and they're going to start rolling that out on Monday. I think that there will be some type of herd immunity um, by the end of April. And I have a feeling by probably the second week in April, they'll make an announcement about when comedy clubs and bars and, and you know dance clubs could open up at a certain capacity. And that and then I think, you know, you'll still get uh, some type of money, but you won't get the full, uh, you know, what you would have gotten initially. You may get like a third of it. I don't think I don't think they're going to change the rules. I think look, the 15 billion is already earmarked for venues and, and they've already like released like how they're giving it out. So I don't think they're changing it. Uh, I, I, I just I just wish they just like get that website up and running so venues can apply I mean, um, if they change the rules, like, like there's gonna like 
there's gonna be venues storming the Capitol. <laughs> well, do, do you put anything past them? Did you think did you I, I think this know. would last over a year? No, 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 no. No. Yeah, I was telling my wife over the weekend, like it's been a year. Oh God. Oh. It's so it's been the longest crazy. seven years of my life, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Two weeks to flatten the curve, Sean. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, have, have you guys been doing, uh, have you guys been at least making money on uh, streaming events? I don't know. We stayed away from streaming uh, and virtual shows. Um, you hear my family in the background? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just, I think it's just a matter of preference. I just wanted to focus on continuing just like live shows. Instead smart. Of, instead it's very of, like, smart. Online. I don't know. I just... I, I personally, I enjoy that more than like organizing a show, a virtual show. Yeah. I mean, I'm, listen, I, I stayed away from them too. I mean, Jeff, and I know Jeff is, Jeff is more of a grinder than I am because like Jeff will go out and do still do two and three and four spots a week in these places. But like, I'm more of a road comic kind of guy. Yeah. So like sure, my list. Sure. I'm, I'm dropping from doing 12 to 13 spots a week to doing maybe three, four spots. Five spots a week and then i'm doing zoom shows the rest of the time well trust me the comedy world is, is very grateful for that i'm not gonna lie to you but <laughs> but like like for me though it's like i was i did my i did a weekend in harrisburg and, and like a local show here in jersey in november and that was it i did like two zoom shows and like i'm i'm i am so ready for the next for, for two weeks from now because like i am just going to be spewing venom out of my there's nothing there's such a difference between doing these Zoom shows and just getting behind an actual mic, even if there's two fucking people in front of you, which is usually what Jeff performs to. But if there's <laughs> you two you people, beat me to that hack joke. <laughs> no, it's like you still need that personal connection, whether it's on a train, whether it's in a park, whether it's on a rooftop, a basement, fucking in, in a Walmart parking lot. I don't give a shit. You have to have that human physical and like just that that eye connection to when you're in the audience you know to the audience members and stuff like that the it's zoom contact sport oh it, it, you're absolutely you're right i mean i'm a little creepy isn't he well, oh I'm a, I'm a total creep. no idea we just <laughs> see what i do with the microphone of this show in two weeks and physical connection <laughs> you know yeah, but it's yeah, like, have you ever done stand-up me no no, no. well you, you've always just been a businessman yeah Okay. Um, thanks, thanks, Dan. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks, for, thanks for elaborating. Yeah, no. Um, yes, okay, great. Yeah, it makes my job easier. Um, <laughs> what's this thing you're doing in Idaho? Is that real? Yeah, actually, dude, I, we just, I just had an hour and a half uh, call, Zoom call I just got off of right before this. With uh, can, can you divulge? Can you break some news on the show? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're looking at May, end of May, uh, the week, the week, the weekend before Memorial Day. Okay. Uh, that, that's what we're looking at. Um, three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, the weekend before Memorial Day in Boise, uh, Idaho Comedy Fest. Um, and I mean, it, it came up as a joke, you know. That's what I thought. Because when you say, hey, put it, I, I was like, you know, listen, I, I, if you're behind it, I would definitely do it. But then I was like, this guy's fucking with everybody. Or driving then, like, now, then, like, Jeff. And then, then he's no, he's not fucking with us now. He's doing it. No, uh, yeah. I mean, I take pettiness like the next level. Um, and <laughs> I is, love this based, that. is this I based love on that. the with the uh, Jake Flores thing or the uh, Seth Simon thing? Seth Simons, yeah. Um, <laughs> he he fuels me. I love it. You know? Like I'm grateful that he's in my life. <laughs> you know, because he fuels a lot of my a lot of my creativity right now. Uh, and what I, do you call him? The SS. The SS, yeah. <laughs> Jake Flores is Ava Braun. Uh, sure, do you know this piece of shit? No. <laughs> See, I, I can say it. Danny won't say it because one, Danny has class. Two, we don't want to get in trouble, okay? But uh, this is a guy who is a fucking troll. He's oh, a, is this the guy that like is always on Twitter and he's constantly bashing oh, he's everybody? He's a baby. He's a guy. I don't know if... if if a troll is the right word, is that? Is, uh, he doesn't troll. Oh, no, wait, but he, no, I don't, I, he, he, I'm a troll. Maybe I, you call me a troll. I, like, you, you I, troll him. You troll yeah. him. And you, and you, and you, you, you poke him a lot. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. This, I, I'm good at like poking people. 
this is the guy is like you know you know skank fest you know you know they have the 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 this this is this, this, the terrible louis ck up on the show and Ari Chef. It's like, shut up, man. It's like he's he's the first guy to call people a fascist, but he's also the first guy who wants to shut people down. He, he's like, like he's uh he's like the class like tattletale. You know, he's he's yes, he's a rat. Like he's not a troll, he doesn't troll people. He's a tattletale and a rat. Like when you know, we did a subway show last night. So and I and I tweeted a picture. So he tweeted that picture. Stand Up New York is doing uh, unsafe uh, shows on the train, and people weren't wearing masks. And I who does that help? Who does it. that help? Why do that? I don't know. I think he's mentally ill. Um, but again, like he. But but in a way, I'm like grateful for him because like I never thought about doing. I never thought about doing a comedy festival before. And like he wrote something negative about, you know, he's been writing some negative things about the club and me lately. So as a joke, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna we're gonna do a comedy festival in your home state. Um, <laughs> and, and as a joke, I bought the domain name like IdahoComedyFest.com, and like I tweeted that. But then like comics just started like sending me their sets like in DM. And I started getting emails like, hey, you're doing this. I'm from Idaho. I'm from Oregon. I'm from L.A. And, you know, we got we got some big comics like wanting to perform. So, you know, I, I, I called John, my booker. I'm like, dude, like, let's let's do this. You know, <laughs> um, and it's not again, it's not about it's not about retaliating against uh, the SS. It's I think a comedy festival will be freaking awesome. Like like for comics, comics haven't performed in a while. Uh, the weather is beautiful in May in Idaho. Um, it'll be great for the people of Idaho, you know, just to bring so many great comics there and hopefully we can pump some money into the local economy there and we'll, we'll get some like local, you know, beer companies on board. Um, it's gonna be awesome. I'd say if you rent a private jet and, uh, fly me out, I would have no problem, uh, headlining one of the nights there. Done. We'll go together. Yeah, we'll, we can do that. We'll do the Friday. Do the Friday because like, my Saturday's free. You know what I mean? Okay. All right, works a, for me. It's um, such a great idea. And if you, we, you, know, when, you know, when this is over, you know, you could uh, send us the information and we'll have Adam uh, put up, you know, on how people yeah, can apply to be in it or if they want to get yeah. tickets or anything we can do to kind of help uh, push this forward. Yeah, we, have, we, have, um, we, have the, we should have the logo done uh, like Tuesday or Wednesday this week. We should have a website up and running. Um by next week, uh, we have three venues already uh, secured. We might do more than beautiful. Three venues. Uh, we, you know, we're we're talking about hotels blocking off uh, rooms. Uh, like I'm, 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 I just turned forty. I'm like an old man, but I've been I've been an entrepreneur since I'm nineteen, and I'm very good at getting things off the ground like quickly. You know. Um, yeah, awesome. well, I, I saw in another interview you've been doing this like you know for for a while, like seventeen, nineteen. Like you've you've been hustling like pretty much your whole adult life. Yeah, yeah, since I'm nineteen. So I, I move, I move like quickly on things. A, another guy, would you say this guy's a troll? Um, the the thing that happened between uh, you and Jake Flores. He's he's a comic. I don't know what he is. I, I, <laughs> I, I think he's a, I think he's more of a troll. Um, again, like men, mentally ill. They're both mentally ill. Like that's for sure. Um, I think, yeah, I think they're just both sick. And like I've offered to pay for like psychiatric evaluations and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hang out with them. Like I like everybody. Like if they, if Jake like wants to like come to the bar and have like lunch, I'll have lunch with them. I don't care. You know, the, the, the problem with these people they live, they're living in an alternate universe uh, online on the internet and they'll never meet of course with they you. Are. Of course they are. Oh, it's amazing. They'll never chat with you directly on a podcast. They'll no. never do a video call. They'll never meet you in person. I'll, I'll, I, I tweeted at Jake last week. Hey, let's hang today. You know, I'll meet anybody. <laughs> so, they're, and, so they're real cowards, you know. And the thing is, Sean, you know, what, since this has been going on, uh, Donnie it goes to the club just about every day and does something whether he's cleaning the, the floor he cleans the, the toilets i i heard you say uh before so let me ask you something Let's, we'll get to the next portion of this interview right now so when you're cleaning up in the uh in, in the club what are you listening to 
Ooh. Um, Let's talk a little music. So you're, you might laugh, but my my COVID artist, you know, the, the, the artists that don't make fun of me because I never heard of him before COVID, but he passed away of, of this virus, John Prine. Oh, John Prine's been around for years. I can't make fun years. of you. That. I think, I think you guys, I, I think you guys tell someone shitty like no, Dave no, Matthews. No, make fun of me that I never heard of him before COVID. A lot of people have it. He was one of those guys who was had, yeah, he's had like a fifty-year career, and like unless you were in the know, like in yeah. country music and that that alt rock kind of uh, genre, you would never know who John Prine was. But he's very influential. He, yeah, I mean, and, and unfortunately, he passed away. You know, I think back in the spring. But yeah. I'm listening to him in the club. That was like, like spring, like March, April, May, like the first few months of COVID. I was listening to a lot of him. How'd you uh, discover him? I, maybe maybe it's just news that he passed away. Um, hmm. I, that, that might have been. I, and I think that was probably it. I just heard that he passed away. Like, who is this guy? And I YouTubed, um, you know, his his music. And I loved it. Also, like, uh, Mark Knopfler, I've been listening to. Oh, my God. I, I, he, one of my all-time favorite guys. Are you crazy? Uh, he's amazing. Mark but Knopfler, before, best, before best picking COVID, guitarist. Before COVID, I didn't listen to any of the stuff. Really? So spring, it was like Mark Knopfler, um, John Prine. So before COVID, who, who did you listen to? Who were your bands? Mumford and Sons. Ugh. Yeah. I like uh, them. I like them. You had that Mumford and Sons fan kind of look. Okay. You, you do like in I the summer. Like I always, I always describe it as like in the summertime when you go see them at like Jones Beach and stuff. Like you're the kind of guy who wears like the flip flops that has like the beer can opener underneath the no, flip flop. No, no, okay. no. Yeah, no, I do go see them in the summer. They're a great yeah. band. I love them. Jones, I yeah, I think I think I think they make great music. Dave Matthews Band, Jeff. Yeah. You don't like Dave Matthews? No, because it's it, to me it's lawyer rock. You know, I could. Lawyer it, rock. It, 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 it's it's music like you like lawyers wear you know listen to on on a casual Friday in the summertime. It's like yeah you know we'll wear our khakis on our open shirt and drink like ultras. No man, I I hate no, Dave no. Matthews. Uh, I respect his you know his musicianship. I, I gotta I, tell you though, like I, I I I've listened to Dave Matthews for a long time. I've seen him in concert a bunch of times. Uh, I got friends, Chris and Christina, who I think I've seen him 120 something times. Like they met at a concert, like they got married because they met at the concert and stuff like that. And I've always been a fan until like, I think it was last, it wasn't last summer. It was summer before, like they had gotten two back. They had one tickets and like, they gave us like, you know, their extra pair. And it was one of those shows where like, they went so deep into their catalog that I knew two fucking songs at the concert and i was like all right i think i'm gonna take a three-year dave matthews break after this show because like all the fans were like losing their shit because they're playing all these songs that no one's heard in 15 years and i'm still going do you say jeffrey you don't like their music i know you don't like their fans but no i don't like no i don't like their music why dave because you know i i looked at See, I asked you know when I, when I contacted Danny, I asked him for like you know, hey, who do you? That, who now do you he pronounces yeah. my name wrong. I know because, because you like fucking Dave Matthews band. We were buddies before this. Now I don't know. Now we're drifting apart. Um, I can still redeem myself. I have a few other <laughs> bands that you might like. But no, but you, you I, I kind of get the feeling here you're into like some of this jam uh, rock, like no. like, spit, like well, you got the Spin Doctors on there. They started off at least as a as a jam rock band. They were they were kind of like a Dave Matthews band. And I'm working and on getting the singer on the show too, actually. Chris Barron. Chris Barron, yeah, yeah. Um, bare naked ladies is also kind of. I just, you know, in fact, one of the last sh live shows I saw before COVID was that summer. I was doing shows out in Connecticut and uh, I was gonna leave on this on Sunday. And it's like, you know what? Um, what's that? Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish and Bare Naked Ladies were playing in Connecticut, kind of like at their version of PNC. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll stay the extra uh, night, come back on Monday. And I went to the show and I've seen bare naked ladies a couple of times before. They're great every single time, man. They are, they are, they're a fun band. Can I, can I guess your favorite band? My favorite? Yes. Go ahead. Um, your favorite musician, Bruce Springsteen. No. <laughs> now you... top five. Who? 
top five or not? No, he's not even in my top ten. No. Who are some of your favorite bands? Any any band that you can watch a commercial at four o'clock in the morning for a Time Life Best oh, of the Seventies fucking compilation? He's so stupid. No, my my favorite two bands. I can't I can't decide which I like more. I like Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden. They're my two favorite bands. Uh, then followed by you know I like Zeppelin. I love The Cure. Um, I, I like one of the bands you have down here. Um, uh, like like Pearl Jam. Um, Sean's favorite band is Guns N' Roses, another band that you that's a, uh, a Donnie band. Now we're back to Donnie. Okay. Uh, yeah. Awesome shirt. And I also like uh, Counting Crows, who you put down on here. Yeah. Counting I mean, Crows are a fun band. Since I'm like eighth grade, I'm in eighth grade, you know? Like I remember when August and Everything After came out. Such a great album. Omaha is one of the best songs out of the last 20 years and then never gets any radio play. Yeah. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen Counting Crows, Donnie? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A few times. A few times. You did. Yeah. yeah they're, they're very, very good live. Yeah. Um, I, had, I just I had saw Duritz on my podcast. Did you say again? I had Adam Duritz on my podcast. Get out of here. That's how, great. How did that go? It was awesome. Check it out on YouTube. It was like an hour long conversation. Uh, I had like twenty people in the audience asking the questions. He went deep. He was talking about like Judaism and spirituality, and we didn't talk about music a lot, which is pretty cool. Is he? He's Jewish, right? Yeah. 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 But I mean, he he was also quite a ladies' man, and uh, you know, right? Didn't he like? He up everybody. And Courtney Cox. Yeah. When he came out, he there was a lot of comparisons between his uh, vocal styles to Van Morrison. Is that a I can see that, but you know. Do you see it and you don't see it? A little bit. I think one of the best songs that uh, Counting Crows has, I love uh, Round Here. I think Round Here, I think Rain King. Have I mean, you heard those of Part, are... Order of One? Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. I have I heard of... It's probably no, my I don't... Counting Crows song. It's called Murder of One. It's Excellent. good, huh? Excellent. Sean, who are your favorite bands? Well, you're wearing the shirt, number one. Um, what's your what's I, your favorite uh, GNR song? All right, my favorite song uh, is "Out to Get Me." I think because that is the you know people always like, oh, sweet child of mine, you know, welcome to the jungle. No, I think if you listen to that first album, um, it's not the best song on the album, but I think it's the most important song on that album because that's why do you think it's the most important song? Because that's their that was their epitome of that of their vibe from that first album. Like if you like, I go deep. Like I've been collecting bootlegs of them since I'm 13 years old, and that's the song that always stands out when you see them live. So like when they were when when they came around doing the whole stadium tour a couple of years ago, I saw them like seven times in like five weeks. It was fucking ridiculous. Like six mortgage payments, it was it was insane. But they were doing out to get me, and I would lose my shit every time. And the next round of shows, they were they took it out because Glenn Campbell died, and they were doing a cover of Wichita Lineman. And I would get so enraged watching them do this song because I'm like, first of all, it's do Rhinestone Cowboy for Christ's sake if you're gonna do a no, Glenn wait, Campbell song. Wait, no, Wichita Lineman. That's a, oh, that's it's a fucking classic. horrible. Listening Axel with his fat bloated voice singing that. Oh, it's a great but, uh, song. I, I think like, the uh, estranged. Estranged is amazing. I think I like great estranged song. actually better than November Rain personally. I'll, yeah, me too. I like you know, estranged. But I, I like, think the I like I don't think cry the on, un- for the illusion. Uh, oh, don't cry is amazing. I think their most underrated song is a song called "Don't Damn Me," which is on Use Your Illusion One. I think it's the best lyrics Axel ever wrote. Which one? Don't damn me. You like, it better, than, you like it better than Civil War. Civil War is a great song. My here's my thing with Guns N' Roses. Uh, I felt like they it was Axel's ego that took over during Illusion One and Illusion Two. And I think if you took seven songs off of Use Your Illusion Two and like eight off of Illusion One, you put them together and you make one of the greatest rock albums of all time. But oh, I think God, there's a lot. Out. I think there's a lot of filler on both of the albums, which kind of d- diminishes it a little bit. But I do know from uh, very reliable sources, and I would never say this if I wasn't uh, 100% sure of this, they are in the studio right now recording a new album. Well, they're coming back around this summer. Uh, The shows that were were, uh, postponed from last year are all being rescheduled now. I had tickets um, to CMM. We just got notification August 5th 
yep. uh, at MetLife that that back so yeah, yeah Guns N' Roses at MetLife yeah yeah uh, so there's a big rumor that they're actually going to be debuting a new song on the tour this summer well, that so that makes sense anyone yeah. anyone like Alice in Chains I didn't mention them uh, in my email but I yes I yes absolutely great band did great, I, did great I get band. you back on my side after. Uh, Dave Matthews Band, a little. Absolutely. I mean, kidding me? Are you kidding me? Allison Chains. Uh, okay. I, I mean, I is there is there a better opening baseline to a song than Wood? I mean, you, it just sets the tone of what the whole thing is going to be about. And with and with and we we had one of the best bass plays in the world on uh, last week. We had Billy Sheehan on the show, and. Even he would have told you, man. The the opening riff of Wood isn't sick. It's sick. Love, um, don't follow. That's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Nice and slow from uh, uh, Jar of Flies. Yeah. No, that's on Sap, I think. Don't follow. Uh, I think Jar of Flies. Is it? Yeah. Beautiful song. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and here's the thing: the scary thing about Allison Chains now is the new singer has been in the band longer than Lane Staley was now. You know, I saw I saw them at the Beacon Theater probably three or four years ago. I saw him at the Bowery Ballroom when uh, Black Gives Way to Blue came out, and my friend's band opened up for them. And I, you know, seeing Alice in Chains in a, in a less than I think it's less than a thousand seats at the Bowery, at the old Bowery Ballroom, it was so just amazing. Just you know, amazing. band. Have you heard of Larkin Poe? Yes. Excellent, Jeffrey. Yeah. You heard of them? What, what are they called? Larkin Poe. Larkin no. Poe. No. Excellent. Uh, yeah, they're kind of like folk, like kind of like a little heavier folk rock, like southern rock. Yeah, I, I they were, they were on my podcast also a couple years ago. Really, um, they really blown up. They're amazing. Are you guys? Please tell. I hope the answer to this is no. Are, are you guys like Lumineers fans? I like the one song. No, you cannot. That Hay song. Yeah. Fuck! What the hell, man? How are we doing a show together? I, I listened to them a few years ago, but not not anymore. I saw them open up. Uh, do you know? Do you know the, the comic Alan Fuchs? I know the name. Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah Alan and I went to go see them over at uh, MetLife. Uh, they, they um, we went to go see U two opening act. It was the Lumineers, and he likes the Lumineers, so you know I had to sit through it. And I mean, I tried to give it an honest shot. I mean, it was absolutely terrible. I I hated it. it. It really was agony. And you know, thank God you two was amazing. They they did the whole Joshua Tree album. You know, oh, that's a great one. Which I, I which I think is their best. Uh, I might I might lose you again, but my favorite, my all time favorite band probably is Oasis. <laughs> oh, which, dude, another no, band. No, now now I love you again. Really? Yeah. Oh, are you nuts? Another Number band oh, who was greatly rumored to be coming back school, together. Like, I, I, I like followed them with, just... with no Liam though. No, but there's a great rumor now coming around. I don't know if you saw that uh, Liam Gallagher uh, or no Gallagher actually tweeted out to his brother and says, "Look, it's time to put the shit aside and get the ba- get the boys back together." Oh, so right. you oh, might be God. seeing that something. Would, that's a band I'd go see. And I've I seen them before, what. man. Oh it's my so God, Ama- you've seen them, uh, Donnie? Oh, like like fifty times. Amazing. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're a great live band. Great live band. band. Oh my I've god. Seen, I don't know if I've there's seen, anyone I've seen better than them live. I've seen really? uh Noel uh perform with with his what was a band called Angry Angry uh, Birds high, or something? High flying high flying birds. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, something like that. But I, I seen and you know he sings all the songs and it's great, but it's still not Oasis. It's different. Now, you, you remember fact, um you remember MTV Unplugged with just Noel? Oh yeah, because Liam yeah. had a sore throat yeah. and he was yeah, sitting I mean, up there smoking and drinking. I, I thought he was incredible. Yeah, He's great. He was no, put on the spot that night. Yeah, you know, he was really put on the spot that night. He really put, he pulled it off. Amazing. Amazing. He's a, he's a great songwriter. Um, I don't look back in anger. Uh, Wonderwall. Uh, I mean, about my, the master you know, plan. Say again. The master plan. Uh, Give a listen to that. It, it's it's incredible. Yeah, there's a bunch. I mean, I, listen. You know, I haven't listened to them a lot lately because. Uh, I do a, uh, another music uh, podcast and doing this, I wind up listening to a lot of uh, music and just no uh, Oasis just hasn't come up. But oh, are you kidding me? 
when in the 90s that, that's i loved oasis Absolutely here's a band uh donnie them. do you know uh the head and the heart no i don't know them you would definitely dig them if you uh if you like the the mumford and sons lumineers kind of vibe they're a little better than i think better than mumford wow. um yeah they have a little more uh the head and the heart the are you guys gonna like then hang out and drink like i um IPAs and uh, and wear flip flops and jeans. So yeah, Jeff, we you know what we're gonna do. We're gonna do that, and we're gonna laugh at you wearing your fucking jean jacket, rolling down your goddamn uh, Buick Grand Prix fucking windows while you're blasting your goddamn. They don't make Grand Prix anymore, okay? It's yeah, exactly. Time. You still drive one. Do you know what band? Do you know what band this is? No. Uh, uh, wait. No? Let me say. I can't. I, um... The craft work. I think Sean's taking up the most of the screen. I can't see you. Of course he is. He's, he's, he's 900 pounds. There you are. Uh, can you go, like, can you lift it up more? <laughs> can you just turn around so we can see the fucking tour it was on? <laughs> I don't know. Who is that? Headshot Boys. Uh, oh, my God. You make fun of Dave Matthews. <laughs> what a... You are just the biggest piece of shit I've ever had to deal with. The Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> They're great, dude. They're great. Are they better than Pat Benatar, Jeff? No. 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 Uh, Donnie, just so you know, uh, I wanted to bludgeon Jeffrey to death a couple weeks ago. talking because He mentioned Pat Benatar probably 64 times in a one-hour podcast. And I said to myself, if I had that stupid thing, if I had to take a shot, if anybody said this one thing, I would have died of alcohol poisoning if I did a shot every time he said the word Pat Benatar in a 50-minute podcast. You want to hear a cool music story? Yes. Sure. So I, like my dad used to like play like Peter Paul and Mary for me when I was a little boy. Uh, Puff the Magic Dragon. Yeah. And like, like that was probably like the first music I've ever listened to when I was like four or five years old. And like two years ago, uh, a friend of mine is good friends with Peter Yarrow from Peter Paul and Mary. And, and he brought Peter to the club. This is like two years ago. And he showed up with like his guitar and and I called my wife and because we live a few blocks away from the club, and my wife brought over wow. my, my he was like three at the time, my three year old boy, and right when Peter saw my boy, he took out his guitar, and my son Ryder like sat on his guitar case, and Peter was like playing him songs, like I've that's had, awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Really, that's cool. a nice story. Really I like cool. when you hear stuff like that. You yeah. Know, where the, I had a I had a weird situation a lot. Wait, 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 but, but it was funny because like at three years old, three and a half, like obviously he didn't know who Peter was. Sure. But and it was a hard for him to even like sit still on his guitar. So he's like picking his nose, he's wiping his like boogers on his guitar case. <laughs> <laughs> a million years ago, I was up in Massachusetts, uh, staying at my uncle's house, and my aunt at the time uh, was working at this like really like it was like a high end restaurant, and they had like a. Uh, like like a bed and breakfast and then down below they have like a little pub where like you would you know or nachos and have like you know musicians and stuff like that so we would hang out down there and i was probably like 14 and they had this you know acoustic guitar player up there and he was playing i think you got a friend by Pete, by james taylor right and he was fucking it up like you can just tell he was fucking it up <laughs> and all of a sudden somebody stands up and goes can i have a try at that and it was fucking James Taylor sitting in wow. the place. So he jumped up there wow. and three songs, and then he just sat back down and ate his nachos. That that you ever go like uh, on one of these YouTube um, wormholes and like you'll see, you just have like a, a street musician playing, and then all of a sudden like the artist will be there and they'll, they'll come up and join them. I've seen it with Steve Tyler. I've seen it with Jimmy Somerville from Bronx BB uh, just recently. And I think those are really fun to watch. If you want to see a great YouTube wormhole, check out Too Many Zoos. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Donnie, have you heard of them? No. They started off playing in subways in New York City. They're a three-piece band with like a saxophone player, a percussion player, and like a trump uh, or trombone player. And they would just, you know, play in the subways forever. And fast forward 10 years later, they played on Beyonce's album. They played the Super Bowl halftime show with her. Uh, they've toured all over the world. And there, uh, there's no vocals. It's just all instrumental. But you know, I saw them at the Blue Note uh, probably about two years ago. And, like, just just absolutely amazing musicians. And their young kids are, like, all in their 20s. 
but it's nice. really it's a really cool vibe. They and they got their they got their break by somebody videotaping them in a subway. They put it on YouTube, wound up like sixty five million hits. Well, no you gotta, gotta email me all these bands so I can listen to them after. Yeah, I'll I'll send you some yeah. cool shit. Don't listen. Don't ignore Jeff's email if you want to hear fucking Boston and Foreigner or Pat Benatar or Chicago. Oh. Well, listen, here's the whole thing with Pat Benatar. We we were. Do you know the comedian Pat yeah. Dixon? Yeah. Okay, so we had Pat Dixon on, and we we were uh, discussing the nominations for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I, we were started talking about all these other artists that got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Pat Benatar has not been, she ha- she hasn't been inducted yet, and I just think it's it's a joke, it's a travesty. There's no way that that Joan Jett or Stevie Nicks should be in before Pat Benatar. Yeah. Sean Stevie Jeff. Nicks as a as a solo artist, stand by me. Stand, whatever that song is, get out of here. Sean, you're right. Jeff, Jeffrey has a weird obsession with Pat uh, dude. I, this is what I like the two, Donnie. I, I think it, the fact was he hates Joan Jett because you know I don't know if you know this, but Jeff's first job out of uh, college, he worked for us uh, CBS Records. I don't know if you know that or not, but I think he. Uh, this comes up on the show all the time. Yeah, I know. St- just from Staten Island, he was in the Irishman. He worked for CBS. Records. You ever see the Irishman, uh, Tony? You know, I, I I watched the beginning and I lost interest. Yeah, he started watching at the beginning of the pandemic. It just ended six minutes <laughs> ago. But uh, my theory is that um, he hit on Stevie Nicks at one time. And she turned him down. I think he hit on Joan Jett, and obviously she turned him down because she plays for the other team. But I think. Um, I think he may have like gotten a handy from Pat Benatar at some point in in the early uh, in the early eighties. Where it came from? She was a she was an authentic rocker. There was not like, like Joan Jett's big you're, album. You're like stuttering as you're talking about her. No, he stutters all the time. He's no, a stuttering I, because, moment. Because, because, because he he drives me crazy. Because everyone puts a Joan Jett the big praise on. I love rock and roll. It's a cover album. Half the songs on that stupid album are covers. Crimson and Clover. It's, I mean, James and Shondells. There's no covers on Pat Benatar's album. And she rocked. Great voice. I'm telling you, you know what's going to happen, Donnie? Um, in about four weeks, I'm going to ask you to co-host this show with me. I, 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 dude, I already like thought about that five minutes ago. Because what's going to happen is Jeff's going to Jeff's going to have a, a podcast called Music is a Battlefield. It's yeah. going to be a fucking Pat Benatar tribute podcast. No, so, so, so 10 minutes ago, I was thinking, you know, like we all three should have a podcast talk about music. But then five minutes ago... You know, I was thinking, let's just get rid of Jeff and me and you. <laughs> so before we do got to go, you have a couple of podcasts. Tell, tell our listeners about your podcast. Me? Yes, you. Well, I, I did. I did have a podcast. Um, it was called the Dark Horse Podcast. And I had, I had some interesting guests uh, and I had Dark Horse Sessions, which was more uh, like a video version. Of, of the podcast that's that's when if i would have like an adam duritz come on or stormy daniels or um like their naked ladies larkin poe we would video it and distribute it on youtube um and we probably did 100 episodes but i i stopped it and i'm just relaunching now the stand-up new york podcast which i will host and currently lining up some guests i'm hoping in march we'll launch oh excellent awesome excellent and um and then, um, and then, uh, this podcast, uh, I guess, Sean, should we start like with episode one, me and you, or yeah, let's do episode one and let's, let's, I like know. the name of the podcast. What is it? Name, name, what? what's the name of this podcast? Who's your band? Who's your band? I like the name. Okay. Um, yeah. Name, name, what is it? Name this band. We could, let's do something different. Let's, let's call it, um, who's your band. No, we're going to change it around. Um, let's just, let's call it uh, uh, anti-Benatar. <laughs> but I think, I think we need to get a female also. Yeah, well, the, we have the theme could be, okay, you guys could sit there and uh, talk mute, about Mumford and Sons. Can you mute Jeffrey? Yes. No, can you mute him, Sean? I can't. No, our producer can. Uh, Adam, could... can you mute Jeffrey? <laughs> Adam is with me on this. Right, Adam, are you there? Fell asleep. 
He's yeah, he's no, he's muted. Right he's now. muted too. Oh, okay. Well, this is actually we'll talk, we'll talk offline. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. We'll, you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll talk about it on the uh, plane to Idaho. Yeah, and then we can use the club, the showroom. You know, we can have 120 well, people there if you want to have a big band on. Um, yeah, we could do that. It's our podcast studio. We have a lot of options. Yeah. On. See, if you had Jeff, he'd be pushing for fucking air supply to come into the studio. <laughs> I would not be pushing for air supply beyond this show. I'm pushing in the studio. I would not be doing that. I, I, I wouldn't mind Tesla, though. You guys like Tesla? Yeah, I liked it when I was fucking 12, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking, they're they're, they're contemporaries of Guns N' Roses. All right, we we got to wrap this up. It's the same time time frame. All right, listen, uh, Donnie, thank you so much for for joining us. This hour just flew by, man. So we we really appreciate, uh, you know, first of all, everything you're doing for the comedy community you know, as comedians and just as people, you know, what you're doing is really a beautiful thing. Uh, one thing that we didn't get a chance to discuss, I mean, this guy is offering health care through, I think, Common Health Provider. Yeah, Common Health. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, if, if you're a comedian and he can look you up, you know, he, you, know you, you can get tested, you can, you know, you can get uh, you can you can provide you with some health care. So that's that's like a great thing. Um Hopefully, you know, we're right in the next few weeks. You know, there's a loosening and, and, and you know, please, guys, support Stand Up New York. It's a great, great club. It's a very it's a very pretty club, too. man. It's one of my favorites in, in, in the city. And Danny, we wish you nothing but the best. And thank, thank you, you for so being much one for of the good us. guys in a shitty industry. Thank you for being for one of the good guys. And that's, that we mean that seriously. Thanks, guys. Love chatting with you. you thank you. Our pleasure. All right, everybody. We'll talk next week. We have another great guest lined up, so we'll see you then. Take care, everyone. Bye.